So we come now to the end of our fall sermon series on God's playground, this kind of what we are, this experiment that we are doing here at First Presbyterian Church in the heart of Santa Ana. And so we come to the final moment of we're looking at our um, vision statement and our mission statement and how that applies to us and how we want to move forward in working with those. And today we focus on that last line of our mission statement that says to, uh, that we are caring for and serving our city. Caring for and serving our city. Now I want you to know that the Board of Elders took a lot of time discussing how that phrase would be. Would it be uh, caring for and serving our neighbor? Because that's what Jesus commanded us, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, that's what Scripture commanded us back all the way in Leviticus. Or should it be caring for and serving our community? Because that gives us a little broader sense, and some people don't live in Santa Ana, and so, do, so we want to kind of encourage them to care and serve their communities as well. Or, or we actually talked about the possibility of caring for and serving the world. And, and should we think more globally? So it was a lot of discussion. Which should we do? And we came down on caring for and serving our city. And uh, hopefully by the end of this morning, you'll understand why. Um, because that's what we're going to focus on today. Um, I had an interesting time this past week. I kind of dove into uh, something that Presbyterians love. Paperwork. Paperwork. <laughs> minutes. They're called minutes. They're notes from committee meetings and notes from session meetings. And we have notes from our session meetings that go all the way back to 1882. They are handwritten. Uh, and beautiful script, there, I mean, I think that the number one job requirement for a clerk of session in those days was good penmanship, and then listening really well. Nowadays, uh, we just put everything on, on the computer and everything's fine. So I was digging into these minutes, um, and here's, I found some fascinating things, because uh, several churches had left the downtown area of Santa Ana back in the 50s, right? I mean, there used to be about 20 churches in a walking distance from our church, and most of them moved out. And in 1976, the, the session voted, December 1976. Now think about that. That was a while ago, right? December 1976, session voted to study the option. This is good Presbyterian stuff too. To study the option. Um, of relocation, and they put a committee together to study this, and it took them a uh, couple years to, to kind of study the option of relocation. They cited several reasons for this study. Now, some of you guys were here, right? How many of you were members of the church in 76? Okay, yes, so some of you remember some of this. Some of you may not know what happened at session meetings, because I'm not sure everybody heard all of what happened. Uh, declining numbers, well, we're still feeling that today. Uh, change in demographics in the neighborhood. Certainly, Santa Ana has changed a great deal from the 1930s, 
um, and aging membership. We're kind of, from the size of our membership, we're doing pretty well on that. I think we have a pretty good balance. June 1977, the task force came up with two possibilities. Now, put your seatbelts on. One was relocation, finding a new place, primarily, and here's the, one of the main reasons they brought up, parking, greater parking. Um, so that was one. The second option that the task force came up with, merging with Tustin Presbyterian Church. If you don't believe it, I have documentation right here. That was one of the options that was brought up. Uh, in 1979, the task force came back, and they came back with two reports. So now I want you to think about this. It started in 76. The task force completed its work in 79. So they spent three years discussing and studying. The majority report was to pursue a merger and a merger not, now, I want you to hear that, a merger with Tustin Presbyterian Church. And a, a merger notwithstanding, pursue new property. But the minority report, two reports were written at that time. The minority report cited historical value of our location, uh, that it was the city and county center and they cited varying economic circumstances of the community. And I'm going to read this directly from our minutes. Since the population of Santa Ana has become multiracial, we have a unique opportunity to enrich our church membership with a breadth of human understanding and experiences. They were being awfully intercultural back in 1979. Uh, to enrich our church membership with a breadth of human understanding and experiences, unique opportunity to study, share, and support various cultures in Christian endeavors. 1979, that's 40 years ago, right? That was very forward-thinking back then. Leaving Santa Ana is rejecting an opportunity and Christian challenge to serve the heretofore unmet needs of a downtown situation. That's powerful. The minority takes the position that the First Presbyterian Church of Santa Ana should remain at its present location. Pretty powerful stuff. Shortly thereafter, March 3rd, 1980, we're into the 80s. We're all going to start singing Aha now, Take On Me. Okay, that uh, only related to a few of you, I know. Um, they, uh, the session voted to adopt the Marine Land Declaration. Now, in my combing through these minutes, if you ever wonder what I do during the week, <laughs> I spend all my time reading old session minutes. Um, in combing through these minutes, I couldn't figure out who ever came up with the Marine Land Declaration um, or whatever. Maybe some of you know. I meant to talk to Bob Stouffer about it because his name is uh, very present on this. Um, gosh, here's some names. Who The session was on the session at the time. It was during the time of Dr. 
Robert Ball, Vic Alleman, Harriet Arnold, Mary Jane Boyer, uh, Milford Dahl, Dale Duchaney, uh, Joyce Erickson, David Geddes, Carl Horton, Harriet Jones, uh, Mary Lee, John Park, Bob Politiski, I think he was a lifer on session while he was here, right? Dale Post, Dick Ressler, or Richard Ressler, I think that's his dad. Um, Weston Sprague, Bob Stouffer, man, that's a lot of people. Gene Wasson, Bob Wright. A lot of names I recognize there, right? Okay, so it was 1980, Marine Land Declaration. This is what they said. We, the session of First Presbyterian Church, Santa Ana, California, declare our conviction that God wills for us to be where we are in downtown Santa Ana, to minister there and from there to such other communities and people as the Spirit may lead us. So they came to a definitive declaration to be here in Santa Ana. And frankly, it makes sense to me. Acts chapter 1, verse 6, when Jesus is talking to the disciples, he says, the Spirit of God will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Where? Jerusalem. Witness always begins where you are. And then he says, and then Judea, which is basically the state in which Jerusalem was. And then Samaria, the neighboring property, and then the world. So what do you call it? Circular? Oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about, Lance. Um, I, we oftentimes think about missionaries as going to foreign lands. But missionarying starts first at home. Okay? Now, sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, Scott. We were talking about concentric. Okay, concentric. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't know the context of the... It's concentric, so it's building out, right? Um, there's a verse that people love to quote, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. It's a great verse, but it's completely taken out of context. I always laugh when people kind of say, God wants me to prosper and have, you know, and all these things. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but you understand when God said that to the people of Israel, they were slaves, right? They were living in exile. They had been physically torn out of their own country and were forced to live in an exile in Babylon. They didn't know. In fact, it was during this time that, that one of the songwriters wrote the song, by the waters of Babylon, by the waters of Babylon, there we sat and there we wept as we remembered Zion. The end of that psalm talks about, Lord, please bless those who dash their babies against the stones as they did to ours. I mean, it's a, they were not happy where they were. It was a terrible time in the history of Israel. And yet God kind of gives this verse to says, just understand that I have plans for you. They're future plans, but they will be plans for you to prosper. Hang tight. And the verses before this verse in 29.11 are so wonderful. Um, 29 verses 
4 through 6. I'm going to read for you. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Catch this. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. Now catch this. They're in exile. They're living in a foreign country. They're living in a city that they didn't want to live in. And God says this, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. Now get this. This is so good. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. In the city's welfare, you will find your welfare. When we care for the city, we care for ourselves. When we pray for our city, we pray for ourselves. When we take care of our city, we take care of ourselves. Now, Jesus loves to quote from Isaiah, Jeremiah, and in this passage that I read earlier, Matthew chapter 5 from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You don't take a light and put it under a basket or something. You don't hide that light. You put it up so it shines light all the way around. I think more than anything else, the reason that people wanted to stay in a church in downtown was because we could be a light in this community. All the other churches had left. This is a big city. This is the county seat. There's all kinds of governmental agencies around here. Where's the presence of Christ? Where's the light of Christ? Where's the love of Christ? Where's the hope of Christ? If we all leave for greener pastures, what happens to the presence of Christ in the city? Now, I love this, you are the light of the world. Here's your Greek lesson for today. Hi, um, mace is the word for you. Now, for those that speak Spanish, what am I going to say? The you is not a singular you. It is a plural you. If you lived in the South, you would translate it y'all. <laughs> y'all are the light of the world. I know we're, in America, we're very individualized. We turn everything about, it's all about me. But... Scripture is often corporate, so it's not just you individually are the light of the world, although we are because Jesus Christ lives in us and the Holy Spirit, but y'all are the light of the world. This, this church is a light to the city of Santa Ana. It harkens back to Isaiah where uh, God says, I have given you as a covenant to the people a light to the nations. Or Isaiah 60, the, from the hymn we read uh, or sang this morning, Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. We are meant to be a light to the world. The world is in darkness. If you don't think there's confusion in the world right now, um, just open your Facebook account, and you will know for sure. Um, we are meant to be a light to others, a light shining the way to God. 
Jesus says, a city on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and with it gives light to the house. Sisters and brothers, First Presbyterian Church is called to be a light to Santa Ana. It was that way 137 years ago, and it's that way today. In many ways, our city needs it now more than ever. Our city has become a dark place. It needs the light of Jesus Christ. And why do we do this? So that everybody says, oh, First Presbyterian Church is a great church. Oh, Pastor Lance is a great pastor. No. <laughs> Scott, you didn't have to shake your heads. Thank you for hitting him. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, what does Jesus say at the end of that little phrase in the Sermon on the Mount? So that people may glorify your Father in heaven. We are meant to do good things so that people glorify God. It's one of the, the solis, the solas. There's five solas in the Reformed tradition. Soli Deo Gloria, glory to God alone. So, um, I love the fact that when I go out into the city and I meet people um, in other organizations or politicians of the city and they find out I'm the pastor of First Presbyterian Church, uh, almost always they say, oh, I hear good things about your church. I love that. We have a reputation for doing good things here in Santa Ana, but I always want to give glory to God, right? We exalt Jesus Christ. We exalt God when people do that. We're not here to exalt ourselves. We're not here to bring glory to ourselves. We're not here to get more members, although that would be nice. We're here to glorify God. I mean, that's how we end the Lord's Prayer, right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the what? Glory. We want to give glory to God. When we care for and serve the city, we care for and serve ourselves. When we care for and serve the city, we draw people to God. When we care for and serve the city, God is exalted. Now, we have lots of ways we, we are doing that. We're doing the tutoring, uh, Lasamia tutoring. We are doing um, Kid Singers is here. We have Morning Garden here. We're uh, partnering with Laundry Love. Um, great opportunities to get involved and reach out to the city. And I encourage you to become more and more involved in the city. Just enjoy yourself. Go and have lunch after church in the city. There's some great restaurants down here. Um, come down and go to lunch with me uh, and during the week and see some of the great places to have lunch. Um, and just participate in the life of the city. When there's an activity going on in the city, come and participate. Be a part of the life of the city and enjoy that. I was over at the 125th anniversary for the Ebel Club. So fun to be able to talk to people and see people and to say, hey, it's good to see you. Um, it's just important as we uh, minister, care for, and serve the city around us. Uh, we have two very large populations that we want to especially reach out to, and that, of course, is the Hispanic community close by and the homeless community uh, right on our doorstep. <laughs> 
and we want to reach out to them. And we want to show them that we care for them and serve them. Um, and in all that we do, we want to give glory to God. Now, yesterday I was at, or Friday, I was at uh, memorial service for Dorothy Kiger. Um, she was a longtime member of this church, and uh, she has two daughters, and one of the daughters is an ordained pastor in the Presbyterian Church USA. And um, both those girls grew up in Girl Scouts. How many of you were involved in Scouts? Okay. So they do a lot of campfire singing. So they didn't have a piano or organ. They had a 12, Krista came, went up and played her 12-string guitar, and people sang, and we sang Kumbaya, and we sang Here I Am, Lord. And at the very end, um, she's, Krista got up and she said, I want to finish the service with a campfire song that we always did, that Mom loved. Uh, we're not going to do all 57 verses, but we're going to sing the first and last verse. Um, and straight from the scripture today. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory. Children of the Lord. Sing it with me. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, rise and shine. Wait, you got to do the hand motions. You gotta, don't leave me hanging here. Okay, so let's try it again. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, children of the Lord. Amen? Amen.